Eagles Entertainment. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the NovaCare Complex for Eagles 360 presented by Xfinity. I'm Molly Sullivan. Under Doug Peterson the last three years, the Eagles are 11-4 and in the month of December. Peterson also has the highest winning percentage by a head coach in franchise history. So we kick off the final show of 2019 with a brief period of reflection. What are you most proud of? For Coach, there was zero hesitation with his response. Very proud of, uh, you know, my coaching staff, obviously preparing and, and with the amount of, you know, adversity and injuries we've had on really both sides of the ball, being able to get guys ready and prepared to play. It's not easy. And um, you know, offensively, you know, speaking, we've had a lot of new faces, um, a lot of young receivers and uh, a lot of young running backs. So. You know, my hat's off to my staff there, and then and then a credit to the players. Players, these young players coming in, making plays. They're hungry. They're eager. They 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 want to do what's right. They they're coachable, um, and, and they're doing the right things. And um, you know, our quarterback obviously has a lot of trust and faith in them. Uh, they spend a lot of time during the week, you know, preparing and, and getting ready for games. And and I just think where we are, putting ourselves in this position to to play for the NFC East yesterday, and. Uh, I'm proud of the leadership of the football team. You know the veteran guys that uh, really have have kept kept this team together. You know through through all of it, um, and then and then to uh, you know to win the game yesterday and win the NFC East, put ourselves in the in the postseason. So quite a few things to be proud of with this football team. Yeah, Coach Crow does a tremendous job every week. You know putting together the offense really um, and. And started, it starts with him, obviously, offensively, and Coach Peterson. And then uh, each position coach has done a great job making sure these young guys and all these new faces and different things going on, moving pieces that we have, uh, making sure guys are locked in on their, on their task and ready to make plays. And um, coaches have done an amazing job, you know, and just finding what, what guys do best and putting them in those situations and to, to make big plays. And, and you've seen that the last few weeks. Both offensive coordinator Mike Groh and defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz highlighted the production of the team's unexpected heroes. With 10 players on the game day roster Sunday against the Giants, who were at one point on the practice squad this season. You know, they were ready. They were prepared when their opportunity came. And, uh, you know, that's all you can ask guys to do is, is you may not know when that opportunity is come. Uh, is going to come, but make sure you're prepared when it does. One of the hardest things, I think, uh, about being either a, a backup player or on the practice squad is, is staying focused, um, concentrating, being diligent about your, you know, not just, you know, when you go out to practice and you're, and you're running the plays, but paying attention in the meetings. Um, it'd be really hard to try to catch up, you know, in a, in a, in a night's notice that, okay, you're going to be called up and uh, say, oh, gosh, I wish I'd have paid closer attention over the last three months. Um, those guys have been locked in. Credit to uh, Coach Walsh and, uh, and uh, Matt Harper and Justin Peel and Deuce and all the guys that have you know, had to continually um, get these guys prepared, um, guys that, that may or may not have had a, had much of a role beforehand, but now we're thrust into you know, a starting assignment or we're going to be a big, big part of what we were doing that week. So um, it's a, it's, it really takes a, a team effort to get it all done. You know, some guys you might bring in in a week because you need a particular position because you've had, um, you know, injuries and you need a guy just to get through practice. But generally, you, you want guys that can develop and you want guys to prepare as though they're playing, even though they're not, because when, you know, you do get an injury and they have to come up, you know, they need to be ready. Um, I think our, our scouts do a great job of that, of evaluating guys that 
are bringing guys in that have the ability to contribute. We've even seen a couple guys get signed off our practice squad to go, um, you know, start for other people or play for other people. So, um, you know, every once in a while, there's it's strictly a practice thing for, for the most part. It's a developmental thing, and you know, literally, I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of times in my career. We've had to bring a guy up on a Saturday because, you know, somebody was sick or there was an injury on a Friday. Um, I said a bunch of times, if you're on our 53, we have confidence in you to put you in the game, whether you're inactive or active, but you can extend that to the practice squad too. Not only from a human standpoint, but also from a winning standpoint. We just can't get enough of this storyline, but really it's the veterans who have held it down. Case in point, Malcolm Jenkins. For the second straight season, he played every defensive snap. Jim Schwartz detailed how number 27 would make one heck of a point guard in terms of his ability to just go with the flow of the game rather than set plays. He's savvy, unselfish, and continues to set the standard. He plays consistently every week. I mean, he's steady as can be, and um, he's a good tackler. And, you know, the, the job of our guys behind the line is always to sort of fill gaps and make guys right where we're really not a – you know, paint by numbers team where everybody, you know, has a particular spot. We, we tend to attack up front and play off of those guys. So Malcolm's just really instinctive to be able to do that. Some guys, you know, it's like, okay, this is your gap and they can't really go off schedule. Malcolm's just really good at creating. The Eagles last played the Seahawks November 24th. That was week 12. Philadelphia is four and one since that meeting. The Seahawks are two and three. But as Doug Peterson said earlier this week, that feels like an entirely different season. Technically, it is. And how about Mike Gross scoring some good old-fashioned smiles and laughs by reporters in his news conference on Tuesday when asked for his approach to round two? The last time you guys played Seattle, uh, KJ Wright had said that he kind of known uh, when screens were going to be called. Do you guys have to be cognizant of that, knowing that they've seen what you guys are going to do and had a pretty good Yeah, we figure we just run the same ones as last time so that he probably won't be expecting it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, we got to do a great job of, uh, of changing things that we do. And um, we know they do a heck of a job out there in Seattle. Got a, got a lot of respect for their coaching staff and their players. They got smart players. And, you know, sometimes that's the case, regardless of, of whether you, uh, you know, the, the screens that we ran last game weren't the same. Um, they were a new presentation, but people know that we, you know, we want to get the ball to our guys on some screens. And, um, you know, I think we still had opportunities there. Um, didn't necessarily execute them as well. Uh, as maybe we have the last several weeks. So uh, we got to find new ways to be able to do things that, that we want to do on our offense, present, present new challenges uh, to them on defense. I think we've, we've changed offensively. I think we understand as a staff who we are, you know, quite frankly, the personnel that we have and, and uh, using, using those strengths to our advantage. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, we've gotten Carson out of the pocket a little bit more, utilized some play action pass a little bit more. Um, you know, one of the things that, that is still sort of hurting us a little bit is, is penalties on first and second down to keep us in some longer yardage situations, and it's hard to overcome. But, uh, and I think just, just Carson understanding the guys around him and, and the ball being distributed in different spots, the run game is a big part of that. So, you know, I think all in all, just, just learning from the season, learning from our mistakes. Uh, has really helped him and helped our offense, you know, uh, progress to where we are right now. We didn't do anything different against Dallas that we did that we that we did the first time. 
obviously the game was a lot different, but I attribute that more to the spirit the players played with and fundamentals and execution and teamwork and, you know, all those intangible things that sometimes get, um, you know, get overlooked when, you know, when people talk about chess matches and schemes and things like that. You know, when it's all said and done, it's it's blocking and tackling and uh, execution. And, uh, you know, that'll carry us a lot longer on Sunday than, you know, anything new that we put in. I mean, every week, you'll, every week you have different wrinkles and different things that you set up from a, a time before or, you know, things that you're shoring up or things that you're changing, offense, defense, everybody does that. But, um, you know, I think this is, this is going to be more of a, a player's game. And that is a wrap on 2019. The best, my friends, is yet to come. Hope to see you on Wednesday for the very latest from your team as we take you inside the locker room. Happy New Year.